it, it is it is weird how we were, you know, at one point, nobody ever used the word energy except for, you know, describing, you know, like, like fuel, mm-hmm. you know, like electricity. And then um, I guess the other place that you would hear it being used is, you know, video games with the energy bar. Yeah. But like, do you think back in the day, like back, back in the day, like 1600s earlier, like people were like your energy, you know, how did they talk about it? Like your life force? I, th- like I think they were just like, I think, I think, I think that person's evil. Yeah. If they had the wrong energy, yeah. they were evil. I think they're possessed. Yeah. That person is possessed by Satan and demons. <laughs> mm, there was, not. there was no good energy or bad energy it back then. It was just either possessed or just good old fashioned white person. <laughs> <laughs> Are you a good old fashioned white person, or are you possessed? I um I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want to come off racist, but <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> um you know it seemed like it seems like some of the African cultures uh really liked it when people seemed a little possessed. They were like, oh, he's our leader. Well, I don't know if that's <laughs> true. <laughs> I think I know what you're saying. Well, I don't know what you're saying at all. Uh, <laughs> hey, <laughs> let me, don't let me be me very, very clear about you know that. <laughs> I'm going to try to make the connection, though. I'm Thank going you. to try to connect it. Appreciate it. I know there are a lot of African cultures where, um, I guess, zombies or, or people that return to life after death are, uh, that's, that's a big part of their, their spiritual culture. Um, I do also know that. Zombies? Yeah, San, the, the 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 religion of Santeria, which is basically it's Catholicism mixed with uh, Orisha worship. That is, uh, I believe it, a West African religious culture. Is that um, is that what I can't think of it right now? But in Louisiana. Their religion is that closely associated, like a close descendant. You think from Louisiana that? has its own religion? Y- yes, they do. You know they do. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> it Creole, Creole, yeah. Creole is a is a culture. Yeah, Santeria is the religion. Okay, it's like Catholicism mixed. So basically, the the quick story of Santeria is when they started to convert African slaves to Catholicism to Christianity. It was Catholicism originally. They Ha- they have a bunch of their own gods. Those are the uh, Orishas, or they have Ogun, and, and I forget the other one. One's like the god of the water, one's the, the god of the earth. And uh, Ogun, I believe, is a female goddess. And then they have Orishas, which in Catholicism is kind of equivalent to saints. So what they were doing is they were, whatever saints in Catholicism matched the attributes of the saints of their own religion, they were worshiping that saint, but secretly worshiping their own religion. And where do zombies come in? Uh, it's just there, it, you know, a lot of. So I, I don't know. I don't know exactly how this occurred, but sometimes they would, you know, they would bury people, and then they would come back to life. Like because they they, be like, they weren't good at checking to make sure people were dead. Nah, they were just like he ain't <laughs> bury him. He ain't fun anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I think in African religion, once you stop dancing and being fun, you're considered dead. <laughs> very shallow graves. Yeah, very <laughs> <laughs> and that's what it was. They were they were burying people in shallow graves, and then they would those same people would be seen like walking around <laughs> later on. Just like ah, it happened to me. Like yeah. <laughs> none of those people came back, and they were like, "Dude, I was never dead." Like 
It's like, I do. I just don't like dancing anymore. Yeah. <laughs> like, is that okay? No. <laughs> no, 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 no. But is it okay once you're a zombie? Well, see, that's the thing. I, I mean, so there, there could have also been, at the time, some sort of uh, disease that people might have had. You know, uh, it could have been hookworm, for all we know, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, because when the people would come back, uh, they looked very similar in description to how uh, hookworm was described. Big bellies. Big bellies, like weird red eyes. Yeah. You know, and like like slack jaw. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it could have been like a hookworm situation. So hookworm people don't have to dance. Or I they mean, dance their own way. <laughs> then maybe, maybe, hook, maybe hookworm takes the dance out of you. Yeah. You know? It's like you're not you're not as fun anymore. Yeah. Do they have to live on the outskirts of town like the zombie? You well, live in the zombie village. I mean, after people were buried, people yeah. were buried on the outskirts yeah. of town. But you know how you know how people handle zombies. People don't just let zombies roam about the cabin. You know, <laughs> you got to do something about a zombie. Yeah. They, oh, so they didn't they didn't take zombies in. They, they no, took, they took zombies out. OK, <laughs> yeah, <zombies laughs> I don't know. <laughs> taken out. OK. You know? Because it wasn't necessarily like a good thing that people like oh. the undead were walking around. I didn't know if they like got respect or something or if they were like, yeah. you know. I mean, we're not going to let that motherfucker back in the party. Yeah. <laughs> we kicked him out once. <laughs> come, Yeah. He's ruining the party. Yeah. He wasn't doing any of the dances. <laughs> yeah. But that's, uh, you know, that's, that's uh, me trying to save your statement about Africans worshiping the possessed. <laughs> Making them their leaders, <laughs> or or you're referring to witch doctors? Yeah, I mean, there's so many, so many op- options that I was referring to in their culture. I think only witch doctors are like the only crazy leaders in African culture, in any African culture, right? Mm-hmm. Witch doctors are the most insane. Mm-hmm. I mean, then you have okay. Sometimes chiefs get a little out of hand. See, see, look at this list is getting longer. But they, but that, that's that's no different than. Um, you know, any sort of leader getting out of hand once they have power. Mm-hmm. And leadership a lot of times in African culture was passed down through lineage. Mm-hmm. So it's like your father was a chief, so now I'm a chief. So you weren't necessarily picked to be a chief. But witch doctors kind of like crazied themselves into being witch doctors. Yeah. Where they were like, you dance too much. <laughs> <laughs> you dance. Your costume too much. You, you literally dance for everything. <laughs> like everything's a dance with you. You extra. You extra. <laughs> That's like that's what it's like. That's their PhD. Yeah, <laughs> it's extra. It's like they call them like, like extra Ansley. What should I do about this knee? <laughs> dance. Yeah, because I want to be able to dance like you dance. It's like you like which doctors are people that dance so hard that you know that they're injuring themselves. So you're like, I gotta know how they're doing that. How like there's no way you have ACLs with the enthusiasm with which you dance. <laughs> yeah. So. uh before we get into the show, just a little little, little banter. So I was uh, went to go pick up the food the other day that we ordered from uh, our, our burger joint that we order food from mm-hmm. sometimes. And, uh, you know, I'm in there, and there's some young guys in there, you know, like at least 21 because they, they seemed a little intoxicated. And I think they were probably in the bars in the area. Mm-hmm. And um, they were they were acting up a little bit. Like a couple of them, there were four of them all together, and two of them weren't wearing masks. Ooh, and, and they, they were, were inside. They were inside, but you could. They were ordering food to pick to like get them. They were like gonna walk around eating burgers and shit. Yeah. And um, you know, I, I, I'm in there with them, and like I see them in there as I'm going in there, and they're in there like, just the four of them, 
kind of own in the moment. You know, like anytime guys are in a situation, it's only them and their boys. They feel like they run shit. Yeah, it's not a big place either. So they're no. like. No, it's easy to run. Yeah. Right? It's o- it only takes four people to run that whole entire establishment. Yeah. Right? So they're in there running things. And I see them in there. And I don't know. I still kind of have like this youthful exuberance for being part of the group that's running shit. <laughs> you know, like I'm seeing them in there. I'm like, oh, that looks fun. That yeah. Like, there's four bros in there just having a bro time. Yeah. Let me go in there and bro you, it up with these guys. You got bro hyped. I was so bro hyped. Yeah. Instantly bro hyped as soon as I saw that because it was like, oh, at least I'm not going into a boring store. Yeah. Y- you know what I mean? It's like, all right, this is exciting. Like four bros going yeah. there and bro it up. And I went in there and as soon as I stepped in, they looked at me and instantly started to like change their behavior and apologize for not wearing masks. They unbroed? They unbroed immediately. Oh, you were so disappointed. I was a little disappointed because I realized in that moment that <laughs> you're not bro material anymore. You're authority. <laughs> I am authority. <laughs> I'm, I'm bro authority. You're bro authority. I'm bro authority. Oh, sorry, bro. We'll put on a mask. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. we know it. You gotta be responsible in life. You probably got kids. We we get it. Yeah, I was like <laughs> Lieutenant Bro. <laughs> <laughs> and the private bros had to get their shit together. They started tucking their shirts in. <laughs> it's like, man. It's like they looked at me and was like, oh, he's no longer a field bro. He's an office bro now. <laughs> he's not gonna get it. Fucking human resources bro came in here. <laughs> Our human resources bro just came all up in here, man. We gotta fucking get our shit together. <laughs> so, but yeah, I real I kind of like I realized that it was it was it was uh, like I don't know when it happened, but like I made that transition because when I was younger, you know, you know, you're younger, you go in and like there are people in there like you know having a time. The younger and then they start feeling themselves and start trying to like show off for the rest of the people that are in the establishment. Yeah, right? and then like that one parent will walk in like clearly they're picking up food for their family yeah and when they walk in like you and the group instantly feel like oh we shouldn't be doing this down up to here you know yeah I mean? like they're, they're just trying to come in here and get food for the family we're like ruining their night yeah i was that parent <laughs> that's you man i was the, oh my god that's it was you. such a thing to swallow <laughs> like, wow. did you want to like start knocking things off the shelf and be like no i'm cool man it's cool <laughs> we can do this let's go you start I- dancing <laughs> <laughs> like, like I still got ACLs. <laughs> Part of me did, but then I didn't want to ruin my relationship with the establishment. <laughs> I feel like I worked really hard to get in a relationship with the establishment. And I didn't want to ruin it, you know. Yeah. So it responsibilities. Was, I know I was in there just being responsible on top of responsible. <laughs> I just wanted to jump in with them so badly. Like, no, guys, I'm fun. Mm-hmm. I'm fun. I still dance. I still do all the fun stuff. Please don't bury me. <laughs> they buried me. <laughs> they buried me with condolences and like apologies. Yeah, they're like, this guy doesn't dance. Yes. Oh my goodness. They zombied you. They, I, yeah. They're like, oh, here comes a zombie. Here comes a fucking dad zombie. <laughs> zombie dad on the loose. Yeah. You gotta bury this dude <laughs> with our uh, like apathy. Yeah. <laughs> like with the, yeah. And then um, that was fun. So I was like the dad at a burger joint. <laughs> that was yeah, different. Yeah. It's it just, it's one of those things that it's, uh, I think we're going to start noticing, at least me, I'm going to start noticing things like that more often because you know, I do have a youthful, I feel like I have a, I have a youthful um, disposition. Yeah. You know, like I feel young at heart, you know, but 
I also have more gray hairs than I've ever had in my life. I know it's happening, man. You know? And it's also tough to know that I like I walk into an establishment looking like I have three kids. Yeah. <laughs> without my kids. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like that's tough. Yeah. That's a tough thing. That's a tough pill to swallow. So as a as a lady, like um, I I feel like the equivalent to that is that you know when guys hit on me or if I get a woohoo or like yeah. any like sort of like even like on. Facebook or something like a hey pretty lady you know yeah. it's like you're like ooh look at me you yeah. know from when like when you're young as a girl you're like oh so annoying uh, like why yeah. won't they just leave me alone and now you're like oh okay yeah I don't think you're they allowed me I don't mom think you're, love. you're allowed to say that no no because th- that's like that's just triggering for these young girls because they don't get it yet yeah they they think what you're like if you if they hear a woman say something like that they think they're being dismissed. They think their lived experience of being harassed is being dismissed. <laughs> Listen, when you're 20 and you get it like 20 times a day because you're wearing little tight clothes, I understand it. It's annoying. I've been there too. Yeah. But like when you're a mom with three kids and somebody's and, like. And wearing long johns and <laughs> flannel. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And somebody notices you, <laughs> you appreciate it. It's like, hey, you got pants on. Like, Ooh, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> yeah, they feel like I'm the person wearing pants. <laughs> yeah, that is um, that is that is pretty wild. That is a wild. Yeah, but but we're at that age. At that we're age, at that age for sure. Where I step into uh, an establishment and bros stop having fun. <laughs> And and you are like seeking harassment. Yeah. <laughs> Look at me. Look at me. <laughs> I mean, like women get to an age where they they're they're bro authority too. You're like in you're in that clean area right now. You're gonna be yeah. bro authority soon. I know. I know. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> it's coming. Yeah. So I also want to talk about like uh, I got I I did have uh, I had a setback. In my quest for uh, <laughs> peace of mind, and did this happen at PetSmart? It did. I had a little altercation at PetSmart. Oh, okay. Let me take a deep breath and ready myself for this. Yeah. <sighs> okay. Okay. Before I get into it, I want you to know that I did fix the family reputation at PetSmart before I left. My eyes are already rolling, Sydney. Yeah. I can't. Like they're yeah. in the back of my I, head. I I'm f- like, get your eyes out of. The, yeah. I, I fixed it. I are you sure? I, I definitely fixed. I definitely ruined it. I definitely, I definitely put it on thin ice. I put a reputation at PetSmart on thin ice, but then I immediately fixed it, right? I, you're going to have to tell me the story to make, I, I don't know how, I don't, okay. Yeah, okay. I'll so listen. this, this is, a, this is another, this is technically a, a segment of the podcast called backsliding, right? It's a little backsliding on my, on my quest. Okay, you gotta, you gotta put it out there. You got me all, you got me all angst. <laughs> Wait, do you have a backslide story for the week? Or is it just gonna be me? Oh, just you. <laughs> <It's> just <gonna laughs> <be> just you. <laughs> all right. So, you know, I scheduled uh, a grooming appointment. We have a dog now. Yes. Right? We scheduled, uh, you know, that uh, gets groomed. That gets groomed. We have a po- we have a poodle. <laughs> we have a double doodle, which is basically a a, a yellow poodle. Yeah. We have a yellow People poodle. don't like to admit that, but yeah, they are. No, because poodles had that reputation, like I was saying before, of being like elitist pets. Yeah. Because, you know, you, you almost have to have the time and resources to attend to the fact that they never stop growing their hair. Mm-hmm. They have to be groomed frequently. This, these, these dogs are, you know, a task. Right? Yeah. That typically only like the elite, the rich people can take care of. Yeah. We're bottom of the hill people with a poodle. Yeah. Well, double doodle. I mean, it's a poodle and it's like 
expensive. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how much poodles It's talk. twice the poodle. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so, yeah, so. <laughs> so now you made it look like a bum. <laughs> Sorry, we'll get to that piece. Yeah, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. <laughs> so, okay, so I put in this appointment for 4.30, right? I realize now in hindsight what happened with the, the the mishap, right? All right. So anyway, I put my appointment in for 4.30 on a Saturday, which was perfect amount of time after all of the jujitsu that we do on a Saturday for me to go recoup and then get the, the dog to the groomer. Uh, you went and took the kids somewhere. So a it was treetop like, adventure. Yeah, you got you guys were having a good time. Yeah. I was not. <laughs> right? But you know, it, it was uh, I was on my own for this. Like there was no backup. Right. So I get there at four thirty five. Wasn't my fault. I would have got there early enough for hey, the four thirty. Five minutes for you is not a big deal. Yeah, but they they don't know that. You know? They they're they're treating me like they don't know me. Mm-hmm. Right. And the only reason I think they were also allowing that five minutes because there's there's that all the construction in that area and it was like super trafficy to turn into the complex. Yeah. Right. So that that time that I spent waiting in that line to make that left was the time that made me late. Right. Sure. I mean we talked on the phone at four thirty and you were like at the house getting in the car, but go ahead. It was no, that was that was four twenty four. I looked at my phone when you called. It was four twenty four and I was I got this is what I did when you called. I said, Ah, fuck no no i'm good it's four it was 424 okay. it was 424 okay. so i uh now remember that very specifically because palindromes stick out to me okay right especially when they're associated with my failures okay right so i uh i get there and the 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 girl is like i i was like i'm here for my 430 appointment and she starts looking and she's like i don't see what was your name and i told her the name and everything it was like oh that's scheduled for 4 15 and this is the the the, the girl at the 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 register or the appointment thing now the, the chick that was back there doing the grooming and she started piping up now piping up yeah it was like it was getting taken care of right and she goes she goes you're late so i can't do anything for you we can reschedule you and she said it like that like really condescending and i'm like did she just did she just condescend to me Mm -hmm. for no reason at all and i go um actually it wasn't scheduled for 4 15 it was scheduled for 4 30 you know i was talking to her on the phone the person that i scheduled with and i said 4 30 she said 4 30 i said 4 30 she said 4 30 like i don't understand what the problem is and she goes, look, I told you, you're late, and there's nothing I can do for you. You've got to be rescheduled. And then she, the girl starts asking me, like, well, is there another day or time? And I'm like, no. No, I don't want to be rescheduled with you people, the way you're talking to me right now. And she was like, look, you shouldn't have been late. And now I'm like, all right, listen, I'm telling you, that this was scheduled for 4.30. Because it's in there for 4.15 has nothing to do with the conversation that took on the phone. Why are you treating me like I'm trying to, what do you think I'm trying to steal grooming time from you? Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I'm looking to pay for this. You mm-hmm. know, like what, what is the problem? 
And she goes, I'm not trying to be rude. I was like, you are trying to be rude. You're doing that little nerd bullshit where you feel like you have the upper hand so that you can talk to people however you see fit. And I don't care how you feel about it. I'm just calling you out on it. She's like, I wasn't doing it. And like, now she's like completely, she's embarrassed now. And should have been the end of it. But now I feel like I'm winning. No, jeez. So I just started digging into that a little more. That's all I'm doing. I'm just digging into that. Digging into the fact that like she's being a jackass Mm -hmm. because she feels like she has the upper hand and has the ability to be a jackass. Mm -hmm. And she's still talking to me. And then one of the other girls was like, stop, stop. Like, just call the manager. Right? And I was like, yeah, call the manager. Let's let's talk to the manager about this. So I go out there and I talk to the manager. I go out because it's a little grooming area and there are other people waiting to come in and get their dogs. And because we're in this pandemic, you know, the people are being weird about that. So I go out so they can go get their dogs. I meet the manager and I talk to the manager and I fixed it. I fixed it. I just talked to the manager and I told her honestly, I was like, um, look, uh, you know, I'm very sorry for my actions. Um, like there was, a, I told her about the miscommunication. I explained that like, I didn't like the way that she was talking to me and I conducted myself in a way that I shouldn't have, you know? And I was like, I apologize that you even had to come out here to deal with this. And she's like, Oh no, I'll talk to her. And you like, Listen, I'm, I'm speculating here, but from the way she was talking to me, it felt like she was trying to tell me without saying it that they've had a problem like that with her before. Like, I think she's just a, I think, and that's when in that moment I realized like, fuck, she might be a person that speaks in a very matter of fact way that people take a certain way. Or she just might be one of those sassy female talkers. You know what I mean? And now I'm like, I'm trying to like roll this all back. And because I noticed that the manager was like, we fucking got her. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm just like, oh, no, 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 no. This isn't that. Yeah. This isn't that, you know? Yeah. And so I'm doing everything I can to walk this back now. Yeah. And and then she's like, no, 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 no. I'm going to talk to her. And as a matter of fact, you know, because we don't want to lose you as a customer. I'm going to give you like a discount on this and like give you $15 off on your next purchase. You know, and I'm like, no, no, please, please don't do any of that stuff. Like, I, I, what, like, you're going to go in there and you're going to talk to her. And I don't know if she's going to admit to her part, but when she tells you about my part in the ridiculous way that I was acting, she's right. Like, I was, I, whatever they say that I, I was saying and doing, like, I was, I was, you know, like, mm-hmm. so I don't want this to, I don't want this to go any further. And she was like, well, you know, we have to say something to her. And I, I, again, like that was making me think, like, oh, they got, they have a problem with this. Like, they've had this problem before. And so I go, okay, well, if you could say anything to her, could you say this for me? Could you tell her that I am sorry for the way that I acted, but it was a response to her actions? Mm-hmm. And that would be, I was like, I would consider that a win for me. Yeah. And she's just like, I basically, I had the manager cracking up by the end of everything. Yeah. Cracking up. And then, um, I went and sat in the car, and I'm just like, I'm kind of feeling bad. Yeah. Because you know, I don't, I'm not looking to, like, add grief to a person's life. Like, I don't know how many strikes this girl has for this behavior. I don't know, like, and and so the, the chick that said the stuff was a white chick with blonde hair, you know, but kind of like a dirty-looking white chick, but not dirty. Yeah. You know? She's a bottom-of-the-hill lady. She looked like a, she looked like a bottom-of-the-hill. She looked like she was maybe, like, a top-of-the-hill or top-to-middle-of-the-hill person, but, like, Envied bottom of the hill style in <laughs> in per, per personality traits, mm-hmm. you know, 
And um, so, you know, I sat in the car and I'm just like, ah, fuck. You know, why, why did I just do that? You know, now I don't have an appointment there at all to get groomed because I'm not going to schedule another appointment with these people. So I decided to go in and buy some dog shears. Yes, you did. And as I'm going in to buy some dog shears, the phone conversation that I had when I made the appointment started playing in my head. I didn't ask it to. Uh-huh. It just started looping in my head. Yeah. So during the conversation, I said we established 4.30, right? And she's like, you sh- 4.30 is good with you? I'm like, 4.30 is good with me. 4.30 is perfect. That's what I want. She's like, cool. And then she all of a sudden, she goes, ooh, an appointment just came in online. And I was like, huh? She's like, oh, nothing, nothing, nothing. We're good. And then that was the end of the conversation. So what I'm guessing happened is before she put the confirmation for the 4.30 in, another a, a different 4.30 appointment came in online. So that wasn't available anymore. So she didn't put me down for the 4.15 appointment. They send a bunch of confirmation things that come to you that you can like, but I didn't feel like I had to do it because we so thoroughly established when the time was, and it was only like a few days away. Like, I'm just going to let that, like, I'm not, I don't feel like, I don't like doing that stuff. If I make an appointment, I don't need to text Y to confirm that I just made this appointment. I'm just going to show up during my appointment. If I would have looked at that stuff, I would have saw that the time changed. Yeah. But I didn't look at it. Yeah. I didn't have to. She should have also have. I mean, I, I don't know. It's like maybe she was in a situation where she didn't want to disappoint. You know, some people just don't like to disappoint people. And maybe she didn't. Maybe she was just being lazy. Maybe she didn't feel like dealing with the the effort it would take to fix that problem as it occurred. Right. But either way. I, it was a 430 appointment. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Be cool. Be cool here. Be cool. <laughs> because it, it, it was. I didn't do anything wrong. I didn't mm-hmm. do anything wrong. And then. um, So now I have to. Now, now I'm like trying to figure out how much time you're going to be at this treetop adventure. And I'm trying to like hurry up and get this at home grooming done before you guys get home. Yeah. And uh, that's when I learned how much hair a fucking poodle has. And it's hair, by the way. They don't have fur. They have hair like humans. Yeah. It grows constantly. But uh, that was a process. Yeah. It's quite an adventure you had there. Yeah. And I'm I'm like out back on the cold pavement sitting down on the ground trying to groom a f- like a frisky dog yeah who wants none of it uh-huh you know and uh now she just looks mangy <laughs> <laughs> yeah i got a mangy poodle <laughs> yep yeah so that's that feels like she fits in with the family more yeah unfortunately yeah good 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 you don't want to have getting a fancy poodle haircut in and just like <laughs> have her in this house looking down on us. <laughs> I mean, at least our first one. She can get, she can fix, she can go up from here, but yeah. she got to come down to the bottom with us. Yeah. First. Come, come to the bottom of the hill with us. Yeah. And now we'll all go up together. Know who we all are. Yeah. You know, we'll, we, yeah. we know what you look like under all that fancy fur. Yeah. Like a freaking rat sheep. <laughs> 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 yeah. But so then, so then I'm like, Cause also my big concern in dealing with that and talking to that manager, because again, the chick was white. The manager was an Indian chick mm-hmm. and I'm a black guy mm-hmm. and I couldn't tell if her enthusiasm was like, like finally we get to get her on something definitive about her behavior 
or if she was like, "Ooh, I got a racist thing now that I get to post to post about." I bet they don't get too many black guys with poodles in there. Nah, <laughs> no, not at all. Not too many bloodles. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, that was probably. Did she, what, did she ask you if you like to watch, look at birds? She's like, are you by any chance a bird watcher? <laughs> Just yeah. <laughs> well, see, I was, I was thinking this though, how, how, how racist it is to, to accuse people of racism. Okay. Right? Because if they would have accused her of being racist, they would have only been doing that because she's white. Right. Right? Yeah. Which is in and of itself racist. Yeah. Yeah, if and she just didn't like your. You, she just didn't like you. No, she didn't like my energy or whatever it was. Yeah. I mean, that's understandable. Like, yeah. <laughs> I have a confusing energy in a situation <laughs> like that, especially when it's like, because I had this uh, this weird confidence where it's like I I always seem like I know that I'm right about what I'm talking about, mm-hmm. and you know she probably does. You know she. She was probably stewing for the twenty minutes that she was waiting for this person to come in for this appointment, like. I'm not even going to groom them. I'm not going to do it. I don't care what they say. I don't care what excuse they have when they come in here. I'm going to tell them that I can do nothing for them. Like she probably rehearsed the head words yeah. in her head and she yes. was like ready to send them out to you. I said that to the manager too. Yeah. I was, I said to her, it was like, I felt like it was, I was, I jumped into something that was already yeah. happening. Yeah. You know, when I'm showing up here confused. Yeah. It's like, I'm like, my mind is blown by this it's like I, I, cause we're, we're just going back and forth saying 434 there was never any other numbers other than 4 and 30 that were discussed in that conversation so I'm just taken aback by yeah, this yeah. and it you know at the very least you know treat me like I am a human in a situation yeah not like you know the groom burglar who showed up here to try to steal grooming time <laughs> is frustrating yeah yeah you know, yeah really it sounds like she didn't even need to be part of it no, honest, she like, had no, there was nothing she had to say. And that, that was the other part. It was just like, you're, you're trying to add to this. Yeah. Like you're not you helping. You don't. Yeah. And it's, and normally I let those situations slide. Like normally I don't care. Normally I, I'm, I have the presence of mind to be like, oh, well, people probably come in here late all the time, which makes sense because they're trying to wrangle a dog and they probably have kids that they're trying to like get in order before they get to this grooming appointment. And who knows? how much priority a person puts on a grooming appointment for a dog. So the people probably show up late all the time and try to finagle their way into still getting their dog groomed despite being late. Mm-hmm. Like that's probably a very common occurrence there. Right. But it's like, you still don't get to act like, like you, like even if you know somebody is doing that, you don't get to treat them like that. Mm. Like your customer, you're, you're in a customer service situation. Just, just handle it and move on. Yeah. You know, you don't have to try to. Imb- she was like trying to make me feel stupid. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Which was like, why are you doing that to me? Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you. she never would be able to. But like the attempt took me off my path of enlightenment. Oh, man. Did you do anything to get back on your path? Like, did you, I mean, like, how do you feel back on your path now? Or how, how does it feel to have a bump like that on your journey? It was tough. I mean, I felt like I kind of sorted it out before I left with the manager. And mm-hmm. I, was, I was hoping at the very least, like, you know, she would take into that room like, oh, well, he doesn't care. He, he realized he said he realized that he was he was I even I described my behavior as bratty. Mm-hmm. I was like, I was just being a brat. I'm really sorry about that. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was hoping that she would take that in there and kind of like, dis- dis- you know, dissolve all the, the, the tension and beef 
that was between me and that other chick. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, but ironically, when uh, when I checked out, when I went back in to buy the shears, when I checked out, the manager was on the register and she checked me out and she gave me a huge discount. Yeah, discount. Yeah, big discount. Big discount. I, w- I got big discount. Oh, You're like big. pretty woman right now. Yeah, you feel yeah, like pretty woman. Yeah, you are yeah, like yeah. big mistake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Did you go show her your pet smart bags and like shake them in her face? Yeah, you made a big mistake. I'm gonna go home and ruin my dog's hair. <laughs> How do you like them apples? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I I did ruin our dog's hair, but it's uh yeah I feel I feel good that I did learn how to groom a dog. Yeah, you went you went all in, man. Yeah. You weren't like, oh, let me just take a little off the top. You were like, let me make you naked, dog. Yeah. You made a naked dog. I groomed that dog. <laughs> I know, I've groomed the dog. Yeah. I've done that. I've, I've, groomed, I've groomed the poodle. Yeah, yeah. You know? <laughs> How many black guys do you know can say that? <laughs> I don't I don't know. Right? I don't know. I mean, she, um, I think... I think a couple more days and she'll be she'll be looking good. I don't know how long it takes for her ears to grow back. Yeah, <laughs> you did you did really good. Except that the ears are mangy. Their ears are a little mangy, but that's like that's also like up in the head and face area. Yeah, so <laughs> and her face is a little like a little, a little short. On little, some I didn't realize. But other quite, than the face and the ears, <laughs> you did well, great. That's not entirely my fault. I, I looked at the the YouTube videos on how to groom, and they say start with the face. Yeah. So that's where I'm gonna make my biggest <laughs> mistakes. <laughs> You know, like start with mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I mean, there was that. Yeah. There was that. Do you have any? Uh, you get hyped about anything this week? No, no, not. I'm not out there hyped right now. No. You know. No, yeah. I'm. I'm still kind of, still kind of loving the world. Okay. I'm still, um, you know, just trying to figure it out. What? So what? What does that entail? What does that entail? Um. I don't know. I mean, I like, I don't know. I just feel kind of sensitive and like wide open right now, I'm like a wide open vagina right now. I yeah. don't know why I felt the need to say that, but I was thinking butthole. Butthole. Yeah. I feel like a vagina. You feel like a vagina? Not a butthole. Right. I don't know the sensitivities of a vagina, but I know that uh, I know the fickleness of a butthole. <laughs> <laughs> I know that. Yeah. I know yeah. that sometimes, you know, I think if you if you forget you have a butthole, that's good. <laughs> Vaginas are the same. Yeah. 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 Fair enough. All right. But it's like I feel like there's if I'm ever noticing, and again, I, this I guess I'm asking this question and finding out this information now about a vagina. But <laughs> if I'm ever noticing my butthole, it's never pleasurable in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess you know, like that's not always true for a vagina. Um, there can be moments of vagina joy when you notice it. Yeah. You know, but um. It's not, not always that, you know, yeah. You know. A throbbing butthole is uncomfortable. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I guess that's why it's more of a vagina feel than a butthole feel because there is like some love and like, you know, some like Fair. moments of like, you know, deep compassion and like connection and stuff, you know? So it's not all like yeah. uncomfortable and a moist disturbed. butthole is very alarming. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like, like you have a list of 10 butthole facts to give. <laughs> These are just like the awarenesses of the butthole that I have. That are just, it just isn't good. This isn't good right now. Like I shouldn't be, like my butthole's throbbing and it just doesn't feel right. 
why is my butthole throbbing? Why is my butthole moist? This is a problem. <laughs> like, I'm going to have to leave this party. <laughs> like, I stopped dancing. <laughs> I had to stop dancing because my butthole is throbbing and moist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So uh, sensitive and wide open. Yeah, yeah. So what? What? How is that manifesting though? Like, what is like? What has that sensitivity and wide openness been the catalyst of? What? It, what? What do you? What does it make you think? Like, like how? How has? Like, what? What are the actions that go with that? Oh man, because makes me think a lot about about life like what we're here purpose of life Mm -hmm. you know and uh our connections and interactions with other people um and and what happens after you know what what is this all about like what is this what are we doing every day you know like like just like there's all so many so much, so much that we do is automatic and we just kind of go through life and do it and we rush to do it and we feel compelled like we have to do all this mm-hmm. and it's really important and, you know, if we don't do it, like, like some people are like, oh, I'm going to get in trouble or, you know, like you just have this like, it must be done and it's like, why? Why are we, what are we doing with all this, you know? Yeah. And it's just, uh, you know, stopping and like seeing those little moments of like, of, of, you know, and, and. I think I felt like, you know, a lot of people have done really nice stuff for us in the past bit, Um, you know, and like that, what that does to you, like why you feel so compelled to do nice things for other people, why you want to do Mm -hmm. it. And, you know, um, and I read a book about grief. Yeah. um, And you read the whole book, read the whole book. Goodness gracious. You just got that book. (laughs) Good Lord. Well. Yeah, I sat outside this morning and I read it in the sunshine. It was beautiful out this morning. And, uh, you know, it talked a lot about, you know, what, 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 what does, you know, what are, what are things that you can get out of grief, right? And yeah. uh, I think there were three things, but only two things stuck with me. Um, that you can come out the other side being, um, I didn't say a better person, but, you know, like a deeper person, a mm-hmm. uh, more compassionate person. And you can come out the other side being more entailed, better equipped to help other people if they go through any moments of grief. And, um, you know, I've spent a lot of time thinking like or like bouncing off the surface of like, why did this happen? Like, what is the reason for this? Like, why? You know, and and I don't those are those are, you know, like the I and I thought about like, well, you know, this obviously changes you as a person, Mm -hmm. which is, you know, I don't know if. I don't know if I necessarily could say to myself that's a good thing because it's like, you know, still so deep in it, whatever. Yeah. But like the idea of being able to help other people more, like I hadn't really thought about that. Yeah. And, um, you know, it makes me think a lot about uh, the kids and if like there's ever a time when when they need they need me or if, you know, like this better equips me to help them in any way. You know, like that's that's a that's an OK thing. Mm hmm. That's cool. That is cool. And it's I noticed you have your book here. Now. It's like it's like now it's like we're uh, like a like a late night show. Yeah. It's like I noticed you have your book here now. Is this, would you would you like to read a passage from it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you did bring it 
to, I, to I did bring it. It has 10 stages of grief, and I just didn't know where we were going to go with our conversation. So I just, okay, that's you fair. know, yeah, I had it in case I wanted to reference any of the, the stages. Yeah. And that's, uh, and uh, let me see what else we got here. All right. So any, uh, so, oh, this this is one we didn't get to uh, last week. The any anything because this is this is good. This 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 grief book. I feel like any any time you get inf- like more information about something you're going through, it, it's helpful because a lot of times we think we can do everything by ourselves. But you know, a lot of times when we're experiencing something, we're experiencing that for the first time, so we're new to it. Yeah. And to be able to receive wisdom about that from from sources that have experienced it through time is always beneficial. Yeah, yeah, I've, yeah. I was just recently listening to a podcast that was saying just that, and yeah, for sure. So, anything? Uh, have you experienced anything this week that made you dumber? Made me dumber. Oh man. Um. Anything that made me dumber? Yeah, because I feel like almost any time I look at the news anymore about what's going on in the world. Yeah. I'm just like, why the fuck did I just do that? Yeah. Why did I waste my time with that? Yeah. No, that's for sure. Because I've like, I've look at articles and things that maybe I'm like, oh, we could talk about this. And I read them and I'm just like, what are people doing? Yeah. Like, like there was an article that was like, oh, this girl had nightmares about something living behind a mirror. And then she looked behind the mirror and it was really there. And But like when you read the article, it's like, I don't know. I forget what it was, but it yeah. was, it was stupid. Yeah was stupid yeah i get that what about smarter what made you smarter this week made me smarter um i don't know do you feel like you do feel like smart and dumb when you're i feel i feel like i'm totally in emotions right now and i don't know if i like intellect and emotions like i know there's emotional intellect yeah but i don't know if like emotions and intellect uh go together that much so you're dumb yeah, I think I've been dumb the you whole think week. You're just dumb. Just I think yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've just been dumb the whole week. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I I like don't know what to say to people. I'm like like um, you know, like people are like, How how are you? How are things going? I'm like, ah, my mom died. <laughs> like they're like, <laughs> Okay. <laughs> like, like I don't have a conversation anymore. Yeah, yeah, it's like yeah, it's just like you have a perfect you have you have a get out of small talk free card. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean yeah. I, I kind of pulled that a little bit because our our neighbors, you know, and again, like, like they, they lost their dog. They had to put their dog down recently. Yeah. And I definitely feel bad for that because, like, that's loss. I mean, it, you know, I'm not going to sit here and try to, like, compare their loss to our loss. It's just not important. Right, but, right. And it's, um, but I felt like, uh, you know, they were trying to, to, to really get sympathy about it you know because like the first time somebody said something to me about it, i was like you know i'm really sorry for your loss like i'm you know it's tough to lose something like that and then another person came to me and they were like i don't know if you heard but our our dog passed we yeah. didn't put our dog down yeah it's like we've never talked about your dog before <laughs> like why, are, <laughs> why does everybody keep bringing this up to me <laughs> yeah you know? and so I'm, I, I dealt with that you know through for uh like the the the, the, the kid told me the dad said something. The wife said something. Yeah, the wife doesn't talk to you much, does she? No. No. But she said this. Yeah. Right? And then unsolicited, by the way. Yeah. And uh, Which, again, I guess, like, when you're going through something like that, you kind of, you know, th- like when you, 
again, the situation that we went through losing your mom, all those people that kind of reached out to us. So if you're in a situation where you're experiencing grief, you, 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 you probably also want that reach out. You do. Yeah. You do. You want to feel not alone. You know, yeah. like whatever your loss is, you need to know that like people understand you because like part of part of part of grief, part of grief is mm. feeling isolated and alone and everything. So for like sure. For sure. So then they, you know, the, the dad was coming down the hill as I had I was taking Anna for a walk. And like she starts barking at him, like she's you know she's friendly, she just talks a lot of shit, but she's she's very sweet. And like he starts like you know like uh, petting her and like oh, and he's like he goes and this is after he told me about his dog, right? And he's like, that's awesome, you guys got a family pet, huh? Was she a rescue? And I go, no, Ansley's mom passed last week, and we took her dog. And then it was like, oh. Oh, sorry about your loss. Yeah. And it was like, like, fuck, I didn't want to turn the tables. Yeah. Yeah, I just wanted to, like, stop trying to make me feel bad for your dog situation. <laughs> yeah. you, you know what I mean? It's like, I do. I feel bad that you lost your dog, but it's like, st- stop trying to elicit that out of me. Yeah. You know, but then at the same time, I'm kind of like, I'm, 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 you know, I, I sat there and I talked to him a little bit. You yeah. Know, and I'm glad that I did that because yeah. it was like, he, you know, I think. I think it put everything in perspective for all of us. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, I don't know if that was good or bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I don't think, I don't count that as part of my backslide. Yeah, right? yeah. Which is, uh, oh, the other name for that segment was, uh, okay, now we're doing it. <laughs> 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 like I reset my ticker at PetSmart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was back to zero <laughs> days towards enlightenment. Yeah. Now we're on a quest. <laughs> 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 The quest starts now. <laughs> <laughs> also, I'm a little annoyed that she didn't respect my bro authority when I walked in there because oh, it's like it's give and take, it's touch and go. Like some people respect the bro authority and some people are not at all. Some people challenge the bro authority. She was definitely challenging my bro yeah, authority. She was like, I don't care about your bro authority. She didn't even care that I was black. No, she she was she didn't care about nothing. She didn't care. Who knew what she has going on in her Good life? Good lord, huh? she was that was bold. Yeah. Well, that was brave, and she She's was like, very we can't help you, black man. <laughs> <laughs> what, white, what, what white women are saying that to black men right now? Right now? Yeah. In that tone, well, with we can do nothing for you. Yeah, you're you're late. You, sh- you shouldn't have been late. <laughs> you're like my culture. Yeah. Um, we are used to being late because that's just the way we were raised in Africa. So a, generationals a, a, a ago, a black woman, is, a white woman, is going to tell a black man that he shouldn't be late. I don't think that's okay. I shouldn't be late. <laughs> I, I shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> no, do you remember that? That was uh, there was like an article floating around a few weeks ago, maybe a month ago, that um, holding people to standards of punctuality was racist. Yeah, that was ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, that's such a ridiculous. That made me dumber back then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> you can't hold black people to standards of punctuality. That's racist. <laughs> that's racist. Yeah. So, uh, what 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 is uh what what in the your your grief book did you want to share? It seems like uh, I mean, since you brought it here, like, what would you share out of that? Um. No, I mean it's a lot of. I guess everything that I've been like reading about, and I was even reading about this kind of stuff beforehand, um, was just how much of our emotions, when we don't deal with them, get locked up in our body, mm-hmm. and you know, present themselves in illnesses or aches or like you know body body pain, 
Um, I just, I, I'm finding that very interesting because it's, uh, we don't, we don't talk about that much, you know, is, uh, you know, whenever, if people have like lower back pain or they have neck pain and stuff, it's always about like, okay, well, um, take a pill or maybe, you know, stretch or something, but mm-hmm. it's not like, well, deal with your, deal with what's going on in you emotionally. Yeah. You know, so, um, I think, uh. And I think, and a lot of dealing with what's going on with us emotionally, it seems like it just starts with talking to people yeah, and um, being honest with yourself and those people around you. And that seems like such a simple thing, but I don't think that that happens that often for, and uh, whether it's, whether it's people not doing it or that, that they just don't have somebody to talk to or, mm-hmm. you know, I, I don't know. I don't know where we, we plug ourselves up with that or it's, it's an awkward conversation to start, right? It is. I mean, there, there is you... <sighs> Once you, once you talk something out of you, it's it's no longer yours. Yeah. Right? And if you are talking to somebody about something, you talk that out of you to them, now it's theirs as well. Now you're sharing that thing. Yeah. Right? And for what it's worth, they, they can do with that information whatever they want to do with that information because now that it's in them, it is their information. Yeah. Right? And a lot of times it seems like... Uh, you know, you 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 put something out, and I—it's not necessarily that you're you're expecting, you know, this person to say something super profound, or that there is a right thing to say, but it's really hard to contextualize things outside of yourself. So when you say something to somebody about a situation you're in, instantly that person communicates in with something similar from their own experience, right? And you know, we're, we're also told in society that, like, if somebody's having a problem, you can't make it about you. Right. 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 And in that moment, it can seem like that person is making it about them. Yeah. Right. So that that could be one of the hindrances or one of the one of the things that a person is trying to avoid. It's like, I don't want to talk to this person. They're going to make it all about them. Yeah. You know, I don't want I don't want to get into that. Yeah. You know, so. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of reasons, you know. For like, um. A lot of times, too, I feel like people, when they're trying to cheer you up, the the first thing that they do to cheer you up is try to diminish the scope of your problem. Right. right? Which is not what you want to hear. That's a very frustrating thing. And, and it's like something you understand because you, you do the same thing. Like like if a kid falls down and hurts their knee and they come over to you and they're crying, like, I hurt my knee. And it's like, really, do you need a new knee? Yeah. You, 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 do, I have to, do I have to get you do I have to replace your knee right now? Yeah. You know? And that can make a kid realize, like, oh shit, yeah, he's right. It's not that bad. Yeah, you know. But it's like when you lose a mother. Yeah. You know, like you you don't want that. You don't want any version of that. No. You know. Yeah. Like I was talking to Felicia the other day about how, you know, like just being aware how how it was really important to be aware that in a crisis like this, where the woman loses her mother while being in uh, a marriage with kids, sometimes that is the beginning of the end of the relationship. And trying to be mindful of all of the pitfalls that can occur to make that be the case. And one of the things that, you know, we were talking about is how, you know, like, so it'll be like how, like X amount of time after the passing, the service is done. And now like the guy who typically isn't as close to her mother as like necessarily I was to your mother, but they'll they'll get to a point where they go, okay, now it's time for you to get over this, and we got to move on. Yeah. Right. 
And, you know, again, even with it not being my mother, the idea of somebody saying that to me, yeah, you know, I was like, all right, like, Sydney, it wasn't even your mom. It's time to get over this. You know, it's like, like that makes me want to strangle somebody. Yeah. You know, and I'm just like imagining it. Yeah. You know, so actually having that said could be devastating. And knowing that people mostly say the wrong things makes it harder to reach out to people and talk to them. Yeah. You know, it's where it's like, you know, sometimes you just need a person to listen. Yeah. You know, and it's and people don't want to listen. People want to help. Yeah. You know, so it's, uh, you know, b- bottom line, I'm saying I get it. I get yeah. why it's hard for people to talk to people in a crisis situation. You made me, um, I think I did have a moment of a backslide this week. I backslid you? Yeah, you were there. Okay. You're probably aware of it. All right. But we haven't talked about it. Did you yell at your kids? Oh, no, I've, I think I've done that. You've reset the ticker on that a few times. Yeah, 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 yeah. A few times. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I backslid yeah. hard there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I don't even think the ticker started again yet. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to start my ticker until <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> like, I need, to, I need to get to a, a, a comfortable place before I reset that yeah, ticker. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? But um, I don't know if you noticed when we were at jujitsu on Saturday and we first started working together and we were first doing the drill. And um, I felt like you were going a little rough at the very beginning, and I pushed you. That's why you pushed me? Yeah. Wait, I thought you pushed me because I told you about the knee placement, <laughs> and you didn't like, you didn't, because like, you weren't putting the knee into quite the right spot. And that I was, was like, like a little before that. You, you pushed me before that? Yeah. No, we're doing jujitsu. I didn't notice you pushed me. Are you kidding me? I pushed we're you like out of anger. We're like strangling each other and shit. Like, no, I did not notice you pushed me. I pushed you. Yeah. Um, Wait, when did you push me? I apologize. Like, we were on our knees? No, no, no. We were like, we had like done our first uh, like three minute or whatever thing. And um, you you were going. Like, I had gone first and you were going. And Wait, what was the drill? Just like, like The hat from half guard. Okay, and I was in the top half or bottom half? You were in half? top half. So I was on top and I was passing. You were passing. working to pass. Okay. And you had like done your little thing and uh, you like came around with your arm and you like hit me in the face. Like normally it would be nothing, but I felt very offended by it. Oh, because we were doing the uh, cross face pass. Yeah. Is that, is that what we were doing? No, no, no. We were doing like the, the hip pass first. Okay. But like you were coming back around and you swung with your arm mm-hmm. to get around. Like to get your, you know, your position. To get in my position. Gotcha. And then um, we were like getting up to our feet and I pushed you. <laughs> Out of anger. I didn't notice that. Yeah. Just a little <laughs> weak ass pushes. <laughs> you mean you pushed me with your body. You pushed you. <laughs> you pushed you. <laughs> you like went to push me. You like flew three feet back. <laughs> Ansi, why'd you push you with me? <laughs> you backslid on me. <laughs> I, I did. Right <laughs> on you. You didn't even notice. No. You were like moonwalking all over me. And I was like, man, this is fun. <laughs> That girl can dance. She alive. <laughs> she can dance. <laughs> wow. No, I didn't notice that. Yeah. So you know, my emotions got a little better. I'm glad we got through that. Me. Yeah, I'm glad too. Yeah. Yeah. You're back. How did you get? So what happened? Like, because I mean, did you, did you, did you give me credit for handling it in such a mature way that I didn't even like freak out about it? No, it made me mad at you. <laughs> <laughs> Did you think I was like purposely ignoring it? Did you think I was like getting yeah. you? Yeah. <laughs> a little bit. So I was like, that's probably what he was doing. So I didn't even know I was in a thing and I was winning. 
That's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Man. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. We also did have a little knee placement issue about where to put the knee. And then, like, when uh, Coach Heather was doing the, the next description, she kept reiterating to put the knee in the hip, put the knee in the hip. And I kept looking at you, she was like, uh-huh. That's uh-huh. Uh-huh. But now I realize that you were already uh, feeling uh, upset because of the domestic abuse you put on me. <laughs> looking back now, I realize why I wasn't getting any, 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 uh, any pushback on that. Yeah. You, yeah. Felt, you, were, you felt so bad. <laughs> I could have got anything out of you in that moment. I didn't even know the window was open. Or yeah. the I didn't even know the, the stench of the vagina was open. It was open. Man, <laughs> man, that was that's wild, wild. Well, I think we're I think we're good on this episode. All right. You feel good? Yeah, I feel good. It's, they're breezing, right? Yeah. That's yeah. like how long? How long do you think we've been sitting here talking? Fifty-six minutes. An hour and four minutes. Oh, okay. But probably fifty-six from like what will actually what when we'll, we'll start. I'll mm-hmm. give you that. I mean, it's probably not correct either, but I'm trying to, I'm trying <laughs> you, to give you a you win here. You think I'm a sensitive vagina? I'm trying to give you, you, I'm trying don't to treat <laughs> me like a sensitive <laughs> vagina, Sydney. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, check out our Patreon. We'll be hopping on that in a few minutes uh, to get it. We're, we're, we're back on schedule. And, uh, you know, just just check us out. And uh, Two Jack Bros Patreon. We got, we got some new stuff coming up. We're rebranding a little bit. We got, we got a new theme song coming. We got a new... Uh, you know, uh, some new some new art for the podcast to go with this new way that we're doing the podcast. Yeah. Right. And uh, so I guess we asked this question now, Ansley, uh, how how was your how would you describe your quest for enlightenment this week? Oh, I think, you know, if your your quest for enlightenment like has some troughs and some valleys and some flat lines. Yeah, I think uh, I think I was in a puddle this week. I think you mean peaks and valleys, right? Yeah. A trough. And a valley. It is a valley, right? <laughs> yeah. You, you, could you piss in a trough? <laughs> right? Like a trough. Yeah, like a, horses drink out of a trough. Yeah, they drink out of it. But in those, like, some bathrooms, that, like, yeah. theme parks and stuff, yeah. they have, like, a piss trough. Yeah. So everybody can see each other's penises. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then uh, you also piss in valleys. But, yeah, but yeah. so you have peaks and valleys. Yeah, yeah. So, so I don't, I don't think, uh, I don't think I went up too much this week. I've been thinking a lot. So in this next week, I'll put it out there so that I have to get on it. Um, like finding some expression through art and okay. making sure I do some of that. Let's get that done. Yeah. I definitely, I definitely troughed. I troughed. You troughed. I was covered in piss in my trough. <laughs> I pissed. I was pissing into the wind yeah. <laughs> in my trough. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you know, there's always there's always tomorrow, right? There's yeah. always there's always the next moment. You can you can get it together in the next moment. Like I definitely, like I was I was heated. Yeah, like I wanted her to feel like the 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 reciprocal of what she was making me feel. Yeah. in that moment. Yeah, and you know, I, I that's something I definitely have to be mindful of. Is like my my sense of vigilante justice. Yes, it's it's strong. Yes, it is. Right, it's very strong, and I need to I need to temper that. Yeah. Right. So. Yeah, I think that's we're concluded. This episode is concluded. <laughs> concluded. We did we did not reach enlightenment this week. <laughs> Tune in next week. <laughs> Tune in next week. <laughs> so, so thank you. So also check out our Patreon. Uh, we'll be getting on that right away. And um, yeah, do some shout outs real quick. And uh, I want to shout out to Brian Bachner, man, right first and foremost, because he's been reaching out quite a bit throughout this process. And I wonder, 
like I'm curious. Like I don't want to directly like ask like. Yeah. But he's he's been reaching out in in a in a, in a very appropriate way. Yeah. Like it's like every time I see something from him, I'm like, oh man, that feels good. Yeah. Yeah. So and I, I I know I'm sorry if this was a little bit more. Was this a downer? Was I a downer? Oh god, this, no, 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 no. So no, like no, no. I don't know if anybody wants to talk about anything, you know. This we're is here the, for you. Absolutely. This is the new path we're on. Yeah. Like we're we're we we we're giving back. You know, we're we're lucky people. Yeah. People give to us, and now we're, now we're giving something back that people can like sink into and, and relate to. Yeah, you know, it's not all dick and butthole jokes here. We got open vaginas we too. Open vaginas and throbbing buttholes. <laughs> 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 no, but it's uh, I, I think people are really digging this new path. Okay. I think um, they yeah, I've been getting the the response has has been amazing. Okay, yeah, and um, so. Let's do these shout outs. I already shouted out Brian Bachner. Again, you know, uh, for whenever it might have been, uh, Brian, if you if you have gone through a loss personally and that's why you are so appropriately reaching out, man, sorry for your loss, no matter what it was. And uh, if, if that was the case, at the very least, you know, um, I appreciate that it, it, you know, manifested it in a way or well, it was manifested in a way that that you are now reaching out to other people to make them feel better in their time of need. So thank you very much for that. And um, shout out to, uh, again, Brian Bachner, why not? Mike Butler, Mike Levy, Lizbot, Doc, Kevin Stevens, Julian from Canada and his wife, Meg.says.so on uh, her on Instagram. She saved her life during the pandemic, by the way. And uh, So and Tell is her podcast. She's a seamstress. Uh, Kevin Lau, Mary Jo Butterly, Nicole, Raj, Janelle, Courtney, Rick, Coach Rick, that is, Keith Butts, Andrew Pace, Kyle Hancock, Erica Daniels, Levi Mercer, Justin Masabi, Ezekiel Ellis, Ryan Logan, Ryan, said that twice, Roger Down, Joe Rob, Joe Francis, and his girlfriend's company, Saved by the Reef, TJ James, our man down under, holding us down, he's reached out to, Nick Cupsey and his two books, Lost in the Mail, and the Five People We Meet in Wawa, he's reached out to, this old guy, don't know who you are, he hasn't reached out. He hasn't reached out, but I'm, I Dude. think he would. I think he would. Yeah. He's, he's, he was reaching. He was yeah. reaching. He was, he, he was wise, man. Yeah. That guy, he has some light in his eyes. Yeah. I, I remember that. Can he dance? I don't know. He was white. Zombie. I think you get to a certain <laughs> age as a white person and it's like yeah. dancing is behind you. Okay. You know, it's like dancing is behind you. Colonialism is behind you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Chris Bruno, Kevin McGrand. These are all, you know, awesome people. Yeah. Graham Hoffman, Chris Tucker. Uh, Derek Towson, who is my brother. We have different last names. I promise we'll explain that. Sean Dowdy, he's reached out to. Uh, Guy Patterson, this is where Brian Bachner usually was. Tuscany Rodriguez, Sean the Boner King, King of All Boners, John Montag, Sam Almond, and my man Cam Snyder, who's also been reaching out. And he should have been on the shout-out list a long time ago. Yeah. Yeah, Cam Snyder's the man. And, um, yeah, you're currently listening to Melissa Vile Kingdom, who also is going to be doing our new theme song. So, but they won't be getting like copyright strikes. Yeah. You know, because her her production company is like trying to trying to fucking fleece us. Yeah. Hey, we don't I, I don't have no fleece. Yeah. <laughs> we, don't gotta, we don't got a fleece, man. Yeah. So you're currently listening to Melissa Val Kingdom and her band Circadian Clock. Check her out on Beethoven Violin on YouTube. Thank you so much for listening to Two Jack Bros. Check out our Patreon and we love you. Love you.
Chacho.